are listening to the LC and Jack Radio Show, live from New York. And now, here are your hosts, LC and Jack. Happy New Year. It's the LC and Jack radio show with the bread man. Thanks for uh, stopping by and tuning in for another great episode of the LC and Jack radio show. It's um, 2021. And I know for most of us, we're like, wow, we made it. It's just been some year. We're still in a pandemic, though, unfortunately. But I think we can kind of look down the tunnel and see daylight. So, with this, thank thank God that he's pulled us through so far. And thank God for our medical doctors, uh, first responders, all of those people that are out front helping us all kind of navigate through this whirlwind of the pandemic that we've been through and that we're still in the midst of. But without further ado, the Brett man is in the house. What's up, Brett? What's happening yes, here, Brett? Sir. Happy New Year, my brother. Happy New Year. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a happy new year. I know so many people are just uh, thrilled that we're in a new year, new outlook, and brighter, better days are... Are coming, so we do have a great guest on. Um, and we we thank him. He's been on the show many times now, and you know he's going to give us an insight. We've gotten so many questions, concerns, etc. regarding the vaccine. You know, we're almost a year into this pandemic. There's so many, still so many questions, concerns about these vaccines that are out. Some more are on their way. And so without, you know, it, it's just a great opportunity for us to bring on one of our doctors that we have a relationship on uh, and to kind of talk a little bit about the vaccines, about what's happening during the time that we're in and what you can do to keep yourself safe. And uh, any other additional information that he feels relevant to share with the audience. So we'll, without further ado, we're so happy they bring back on uh, Dr. Joseph Chiro. What's happening, Doc? How are you? Hey, Happy New Year, guys. Glad to be back. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, it's, uh, I know the last time we talked, I think it was over the summertime, and the questions were vastly different, of course. You know, um, a lot of us still didn't know at that time what we were in involved with with this this uh pandemic that we're in and the virus so that the questions were so much different than we are now almost a year into this and what 
I mean, your outlook now is totally different, you know, from, I guess, from the beginning to where we are now, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's different. We have a hope. We have uh, this new vaccine that's out there. Uh, we have some other treatments for patients who actually get infected. Um, and things are looking up. I mean, that being said, we're still dealing with the post-holiday infections of mass gatherings. So we've seen the wave of the Thanksgiving infections, and now we're dealing with the Christmas and New Year's uh, congregations that are uh, causing some infections throughout the community. What do you think, Doc, that people just, and I don't know so much in New York. I mean, I have seen it somewhat, but nowhere like you see in the Midwest or even in the South where people refuse to wear masks. They refuse to protect themselves. Is there anything that you can explain why that's not the case from medical or just irrational? I, I still can't understand that. I can't understand it either. I think we've seen it. Um, it doesn't even matter if you're in a remote part of the U.S. You know, the news has portrayed it pretty obviously. Like all of our hospitals across the country have been filled up to capacity uh, with sick patients. And the only thing that we have to protect ourselves with right now is personal protective equipment such as masks and hand washing and social distancing until everyone gets the vaccination or gets the immunity in whatever way they they get it um i don't understand why they're not wearing masks it's not just protection for themselves but more importantly protection towards other people as well we still do have asymptomatic carriers that can spread the virus they may not feel the symptoms, but the next person that may have a weakened immune system may have symptoms and, you know, may actually die from it. So it's a it's almost like community service. You got to wear your mask, protect yourself and protect everyone else. I heard, Doc, I don't know if you can sign off on this, that asymptomatic uh, percentage of people that are asymptomatic is 50 percent. That number off or is that is that on? Well, I don't know if the exact number for that, but I can say that uh, we've had a number of patients come into the emergency department, you know, that have been in contact with someone in their household or at work that have um, had COVID, and they come in for routine testing, and they end up being positive. Now, you know, the asymptomatic is somewhat of a tough term. Like, you may not have the full-blown symptoms of fevers, chills, cough, shortness of breath, diarrhea. You may just have a loss of taste and smell for a couple of days. You may just have one day of a fever and chills. I mean, is that asymptomatic or just a very mild case? Um, so mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to tell exactly that number. But we do see a lot of patients that have um, minimal symptoms that are positive, and those people are the ones that you know may feel bold enough to go outside and carry on with their normal responsibilities and may, in fact, infect somebody. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's the thing. It's it's crazy. I think we all, well, I don't know. I can't speak for everybody, but I I've, I've know about uh, seven, eight people, unfortunately, that have, that have passed away due to the virus. Uh, a good friend of mine, as of the last couple of weeks, just passed away, and it's just crazy. Um, but there is, like you said, a uh, vaccine, uh, there's so many questions, so we'd kind of like to ask, get, get at you for some of them. As far as the immunity of these different vaccines, and supposedly now 
there's a couple new ones coming out. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Currently, I think we have Moderna, um, Pfizer. Uh, I'm not sure if the Oxford uh, has been approved here in the States. I know over the UK it has. And Johnson & Johnson's still in the final trial period. Um, mm-hmm. The best of your, your knowledge, Doc, any idea how long the immunity lasts for for the vaccines that are out right now? Well, right now they're they're safely saying they think at least three months, but I think they're going to go ahead with more on that. I think uh, they're going to push it to at least six months. But there was a study out just yesterday. I mean, I'm not sure if um, it's valid yet or not, but it was a study saying that you know immunity can last for at least a year, maybe even longer. You know, we're still in the infancy period of the post-vaccine um, observation, so we don't know. I mean, this is the um, the vaccines have all been given out for the last several weeks, so we don't know exactly yet what our immunity is going to be. As per the trial, you know, these people on the trial have started the vaccine several months ago, and they seem to be doing pretty well. So as time goes on, we'll see how long the immunity will last for. Okay. Uh, that's fair enough. I I, I kind of thought that was the case. I was like three months. I thought that's such a short period of time. But like you said, they've come out with these vaccines in a very short period of time, which is pretty amazing um, that they've Correct. come up with these vaccines. And so many of them, you know, it's like every mm-hmm. other week we're hearing about new uh, vaccines that are coming out. Um, so um, I guess that's great news. At least there's going to be. Uh, you can't say there's not going to be enough vaccines out there. It'll be plentiful out there, but there is a lot of people who don't want to take the vaccines for numerous different things, reasons. Um, one of the reasons are, uh, Doc, uh, pre-existing conditions. Um, mm-hmm. does, is there any idea in the short t- trial period of how that will react if you, you know, if you... You have uh, medical issues before you decide to take the vaccine. So there are very few contraindications or um, reasons why you can't or shouldn't get the vaccine, and mainly those are ones that if you've had an allergic reaction to the diluent in the vaccine or to the vaccine, so similar vaccines in the past. Uh, other than that, there is no issue if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, if you're obese, if you have asthma. Uh, In fact, those are the patients that need the vaccine so they can protect themselves before they actually get infected. Okay. All right. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, you know, being African-American myself, uh, that talking to just just people in general, but a a lot of African-Americans, it's a lot of sentiment of not taking a vaccine. I'm not sure how it's going to react. Um, a lot of us have existing medical issues, uh, conditions, mm-hmm. and that, you know, that, that, that factor of like, hey, I'm, I've been good so far, why should I take this vaccine? So that's a lot of sentiment out there right now. Um, and it seems like it's not just African-Americans, too. I talk to uh, a, lot of, a lot of people out there, whether it be uh, Latino and uh, even some, some, some white um people as well um they have similar sentiments that hey i don't want to take this vaccine it's a more of a fear factor um and um you know it's it's always a concern like you said the time period has been short and really no one knows how this 
vaccine is going to react in their bodies or what issues we may have because we took the vaccine. So that's a that's a big um, it's a big issue um, out there right now. Um, I get that I get that uh, sentiment a lot, and I get a lot of questions asked about that. Even people in the medical field who I work with, some are hesitant to get it because they're still unsure of what technology has brought on. But um, the studies have been out there for several months. They've tested over 40,000 people and followed them. And there haven't been any serious side effects uh, known to date. Uh, that being okay. said, this is not a virus that they're injecting into. They're not giving you a dead virus. This is something more as far as it's called an mRNA vaccine. It's basically um, tricking the body into forming an antibody against uh, the spike protein on the virus. So in English, that means it's making your body uh, make a substance that's going to protect uh, against the, the walls of this virus so it can't get into your cells and replicate. So that's it. It's not injecting anything into your cells per se. Gotcha. So um, that's one argument I have. The other one is, okay, I get it. We don't know or you're scared of what can come about from the vaccine. That being said, Everyone's getting there's no it's not just uh, targeted to one population of our country. Everyone's getting it right now. Everyone's offered it. And that's number one. Number two, we do know for sure what COVID has done. So that's a fact. What we've seen yes. with COVID and the amount of deaths and morbidity, mortality that we've seen with the infection is, you know, over 300,000 as far as deaths are concerned. And we don't even know what the long term effects of the COVID um infection are going to be we have these quote-unquote long haulers that have shortness of breath still several months after their infection you know and we're still finding out new sort of um, infection related complications to this day so that we know for sure we know COVID's real so we need to mm-hmm. get together and fight this infection or just give ourselves the best chance we have from getting the infection now i was telling you guys before the store before the show started that um, we had talked about social distancing and PPE and all that stuff on our last talk. And yes. since that time, at the end of November, I actually got the virus. You know, I, I used every precaution I could and I still got the virus. Um, I'm relatively healthy. I'm 46. I have no other medical problems. I'm active. Um, and that thing put me on my ass, you know, for two wow. weeks. You know, I had fevers, chills. I couldn't breathe. I'd take several courses of steroids just to be able to talk for more than two words in a row without wheezing and coughing. So for that to affect me like that, it made me scared for my patients, you know. Right. That that was a, an eye-opener. So I, I strongly suggest that if you do not have immunity from uh, the infection already, you need to get the vaccine. Now, Doc, you, since you've had the virus or anyone else, do you, you have antibodies now, correct? Now, will that help you protect you from getting it again? So the, the science behind that is that my body has formed antibodies already. Now, how long those antibodies last for and how effective they are, it's still a question that science is trying to answer. Now, as of yesterday, I tested my antibodies. I still have, you know, a strong response um, to the antibodies. But that can't tell me for sure if that's going to protect me against reinfection. You know, 
logically speaking, it should. And the CDC um, has basically recommended that you're uh, immune to reinfection for up to 90 days after you have the infection. Mm-hmm. So that being now, said, uh, they, do, right. they do suggest and they do encourage patients that have had the infection already um, that they should, should still get the vaccination because it'll boost their immunity up. Okay, so they should. Now, if you just got infected, can you still take the vaccine? Just got infected, you just found out that, you know, you're you're infected. No. No, if you're infected and um, your body is going to make antibodies, so you don't need the extra dose from the vaccination, right? And for those people who are infected that are sick with other issues such as uh, morbid obesity, diabetes, asthma, if you're over the age of 65, you can qualify for these what they call monoclonal antibodies. We basically can give you antibodies to help fight off the infection. Okay, but you would have to be over 65. Why why not? Why 65? Over 65 is the... Those are patients who are at risk for having a rapid decline from a clinical standpoint, or actually just at risk of dying or doing worse, as well as patients. You know, you can be 25 years old, but if you have diabetes, you're asthmatic, yeah, you qualify too, because we need to give these patients the greatest chance of overcoming the infection. So if we don't think that their body can mount an appropriate antibody response in a quick fashion, we have the medications now to administer to help kind of fight it off for them. Fair enough. Uh, last time we did speak, <clears throat> excuse me, we, um, that time, uh, the recommendation was from the CDC yourself, all the doctors, was basically there was no no vaccine. There was, there was really nothing anybody could do for you. You know, it was just to stay home, quarantine yourself, and get plenty of rest, you know, and uh, to, to recover at home. What is the proper procedure now if you go get tested and you're, you're, you know, you're, you're positive for uh, COVID-19? So that's a great question. So since the last time we talked, there have been some developments. Um, it continues to be this. If you're asymptomatic or minimally symptomatic, meaning that you have no trouble breathing, or, or keeping fluids down and you test positive, that's fine. Stay at home. Now, okay. as soon as you have trouble breathing, now we have an issue because uh, the primary uh, issue with this virus is respiratory. And if your oxygen saturations go too low, you're going to suffer. And these are the patients who have a lot of difficulty. So if you have trouble breathing, uh, I'm not talking about a, just a, a, a mild cough. I'm talking about your shorter breath. Yeah, at that point, you really need to see a medical professional and be evaluated for um, further treatment, whether it's steroids, whether it's uh, like albuterol, like the pump that asthmatics use mm-hmm. sometimes, whether yes. it's um, some specific antibody treatment as well. Okay. All right, so uh, so it's changed somewhat, but not really a lot. Change, change, last, not uh, really a lot, I think. I think the biggest change is that now if you do have um, some symptoms and you're 
in an age category or a risk category uh, that's high, we do have a medication that can help, you know, try to um, curtail the symptoms faster than if you were to do it on your own. Gotcha. So, again, I think the yeah. basic recommendation is if you're at baseline sick or you have rapidly progressing symptoms such as shortness of breath, see a doctor. Gotcha. Okay. Um, I think the other one was, and, and you, I think you already answered it, as far as antibodies, uh, you know, you, you still... Now, is there? Uh, you said you still should take the vaccine, even though for someone like yourself, you have antibodies. You said three months is usually the time frame, or you're not really sure. They're, they're not sure at this point when you should take that vaccine. So the CDC just came out and changed some of the recommendations on this week. Um, they say that if you had the infection and you received the antibody given from the doctor's office or from the ER, um, you have to wait 90 days. But if you didn't receive the, vac- uh, the monoclonal antibodies and you just kind of uh, took the infection on your own, there is no limit to when you could take the vaccine. You can take the vaccine 10 days later. Yeah, as soon as you okay. come out of quarantine, you can take the vaccine. Now, that being said, anecdotally speaking, this is not the CDC thing, we have seen that you know if you, if you take it very early, you may have a heightened response. You may have some fevers and chills, which may you know, be a little bit more um, obvious than patients who did not have the uh, infection and got the vaccine. You understand what I'm saying? The right. chills and the fever, that's a known side effect of the vaccine. It lasts for a couple of hours, maybe a day at most. But that's just an anecdotally speaking. What we're seeing is patients who have had the infection already and they get the vaccine very early, they may have some extra fevers and chills for a day or so. Okay. Now, one of the things, and uh, I'm kind of taking a step back because some, some things kind of popped in my mind, so I apologize. So I know since the last time we spoke, you know, a lot, there was there was such a great need for uh, ventilators at that time. Is now the philosophy different, not really to put these patients on ventilators? Because at least from my knowledge, and tell me if I'm wrong, if you go on that ventilator, chances of you getting off are very alive are very, very small. Am I right with that, or am I way off base? Uh, you're not off base. I mean, if you if you take a step back and look at it from big picture, you can probably make those uh, those uh, assumptions. But I think the truth of the matter is we've had such a difference in our uh, way of thinking about the disease and different ways to approach it that we're avoiding ventilators. Um, not just because we want to, because we saw that uh, increased death rate with patients that went on ventilators, but we don't need to. You know, we, we're using steroids um, pretty frequently if they drop their O2 saturations. We're using high-flow nasal cannula to increase patients' oxygen levels until their bodies mount a response or uh, with the medication that we're giving them. So, yes, we don't want to put them on ventilators because they did have worse outcomes, um, but we're also able to avoid the ventilators because of the the advances in science. So uh, I hope that answers your question. No, I don't want uh, the one thing. The one thing I don't want to put in people's minds is, you know, we see this a lot. As soon as they come into the hospital, you know, they're asking um, that they do not be put on the ventilator. And trust me, 
no one wants to put you on a ventilator. But if you have to, it's because you have to. You know, so patients right. end up avoiding coming to the hospital thinking that they're automatically going to be put on a ventilator. That's not the truth. We're going to do everything we can to avoid that. And if you need to, hey, you need to, and it's because we want to save your life. And people do come off the ventilator. It is, it is, it does happen. But, you know, okay. you have to understand that those patients that need the ventilator, those are sick patients to begin with, you know. Right. They've, they've way passed in their, in their disease process, and that's why they need it. So you're taking a bunch of sick patients and you're seeing who's going to have a bad outcome. You know, those patients are definitely going to have a bad outcome regardless if they're on a ventilator or not. Gotcha. Now, I've got a couple more for you. Uh, Brad, chime in here if you got some as well. Um, as far as the vaccine kind of shifting into where we are now, uh, they, the, I guess there's two, uh, you have to take two doses of it uh, for both, the, uh, from the Pfizer and the Moderna. Is there, if you just take the first shot, is there any idea of how much protection you will get from the virus or no it's it's really based on two shots well they they do have some numbers they put out there after the first shot whether or not those numbers are how they measure these numbers or if they're really meaningful i mean they're saying 50 to 66 percent after the first shot after 10 to 14 days so the reason why i explain like that is because just because you get the vaccine doesn't mean that you can go outside without a mask the next day um, and not get sick. Well, that, you know, well, we had a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I've I had a couple of doctors, you know, that got the vaccination, and then the next day they came in with fevers and chills, and guess, guess what? They turned positive for COVID. Now it's not because the vaccine, oh, wow. vaccine gave it to them. It's because they were probably exposed four to five days prior. You know, it takes four to five days usually to start to feel the symptoms. And then they, they thought they were fine. They came in for the vaccination. They got the shot. And then next day, boom, the symptoms kicked in and they were positive. So, you know, in order for you to develop the first stage of immunization after the vaccine, you're seriously talking about 10 to 14 days. And then after the second dose, they're quoting numbers as high as 94 to 95%. Okay. And it does, that. those numbers don't change even though I may have pre-existing issues. It's pretty much for everybody. Those numbers, ninety nine yeah, five percent. There's no, yeah, there's no designation as far as if you have comorbidities or not. And I know they probably don't have any numbers. So if I, I've been vaccinated and I'm in the car with someone who has COVID, we still, I guess, there's a five percent chance based on those numbers that, you that's, could be reinfected you, or you, can be infected. You took the words out of my mouth. That's exactly why people don't give you a hundred percent guarantee on this stuff. You know, there's still a 4 okay. to 5% chance that you can get infected regardless of how many vaccination series you got, you know? And remember, you know, these, this vaccine, this virus um, has had some mutations, as you probably know from the news, that there's a quote yes. more contagious strain that's started in Europe. So um, the virus will change. So it does keep that 5%, 4% chance of reinfection. You know, it makes sense. You can always get infected again. So we need to continue... Um, with mask wearing and social distancing until, you know, we develop herd immunity and uh, we kind of eradicate this thing uh, as much as we can. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, just the, you know, so it's been almost a year and uh, 
we're still in this, which is, uh, which is, it's, I don't say it's been a nightmare, but it's, I mean, the, the way of life has changed dramatically. I mean, you being out and about uh, is, is definitely not the norm. It's pretty much going to work and going home and being safe as, as possible. It's, it's crazy, I tell you. Yeah. It really, uh, I think when we get out of this, you really look at life differently, you know. Uh, Correct. Yeah. And appreciate, you know, appreciate what we have. I mean, just seeing, you know, and it's a little sidetrack, what happened yesterday at the Capitol and no one wear a mask mm-hmm. and the amount of people that probably will be infected, bound to have some of those people there that were, uh, you know, have the virus. That's another issue that wasn't even discussed, which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. But besides. it is funny. It is, it is interesting to see that how everyone's uh, drawn to that, you know, watching it. If you're uh, responsible about your health and stuff, I think as a doctor, I think we all just looked at it. Wow, no one's wearing a mask. I mean, everything else was going on was, was nuts. But one of the first things that you see is like no one's wearing a mask. Uh, that's dangerous. Nobody. So, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you know, despite the fact if, you know, if that was the Black Lives Matter, what they were, been shot on yeah. sight. Right? You have, eight, yeah. you have white American people there. It's just like, come on in. It's no big deal. I tell you, it was just, that was just crazy. I mean, that just was showcasing the straight risk double standard right in front of everybody's yeah. eyes. It, that there it, was, it was tough to watch. Oh, man. It's just crazy. Uh, Brent, what do you have? We have the doctor for another couple of minutes before we got to let him run. Yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm trying to get educated, you know, because, you know, we have our little debates online with people. And, you know, the one thing he had mentioned, you know, uh, about the vaccine, uh, people not wanting to get it is, you know, people, you know, they talk about their Second Amendment, right, their uh, rights, constitutional rights. And, you know, that is like, you know, you got to be more educated and just think about your rights. Um, the one key. debate Education. that we talk about, yeah, the one debate that people uh, really uh, talk about is the ingredients, you know what I'm saying, so uh, of the of the virus. Of the vaccine. Uh, of, the, of the vaccine. And um, some people are just not educated enough to know that when they talk about the ingredients of the vaccine, you know, some of the ingredients in the past have been used and nobody said anything about it, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't even want to really discuss it, but, you know, it's it's like, you know, that's one of the reasons why they don't want the vaccine is because what what they've learned, you know, what the vaccines are made of, of you know, so that's another excuse why they won't want to take it other than they have that constitutional right, you know, not to be forced by the government to give them the vaccine, so uh, you know, so maybe you can I think, like, enlighten us on that, you know, a little bit. As far as I know, I mean, their constitutional right is still upheld. I mean, no one's forcing anyone <laughs> to get the vaccination, so I understand mm-hmm. that. Um, but mm-hmm. being a doctor, you know, having access to the TV and seeing what's actually going on, you know, mm-hmm. um, there's a good chance that you're going to get infected. And if you have any sickness, I've seen it take down people who are healthy as well. So we've definitely seen, I mean, there's three, over 300,000 uh, families that can tell you that this is not a joke. It's not fake. It's it's real. 
It actually kills yeah. people. Um, mm-hmm. So if they want to take the risk, you know, no one's going to argue. I mean, that's it. That is their Second Amendment right. But you do mm-hmm. understand um, if you don't take that vaccine and you don't prove that you're immune down the line, this may have consequences. I mean, we already see, you know, we're testing if you're getting on a plane. We're testing if you walk into a building. They check a temperature. They check an O2 set. You know, down the line, what are we going to have? Are they going to test for antibodies? If you don't have the antibody, you know, <laughs> you may be a risk to other people. So who knows what your limitations are going to be? Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, 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 now, and you're infringing on somebody else's uh, second amendment rights by not correct, wearing yeah. a mask. You know, they only look at it on one way, just like anything. You know, people yeah. have one-track minds when they, you know, on certain things, and this is it. But uh, it's everywhere, you know. It's everywhere. So you just have to deal with it, you know. It's a way of life. Hey, Doc, one final question for me. As far as you know, the, the Moderna, Pfizer, and then uh, Johnson Johnson, from what I understand, is different in where it's only going to be a single dose. Is there any mm-hmm. really difference in the different vaccines? I mean, I know you don't have a choice anyway, so if someone's going to give you the shot, you can't say, hey, I want Moderna over Pfizer Correct. or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty hard to, it's pretty hard to get a choice. I think Pfizer, uh, the one limitation that one was that they had to be kept at uh, sub-zero temperatures for it to stay um, stay valid. Uh, so it's harder to administer. Uh, so Moderna's a lot more uh, obvious right now. But also with Pfizer, I think their age, um, they can they've been studied from 16 years and up, and Moderna's from 18 years and up. So that okay. might be the um, the big deciding factor for people. And nothing for kids, since that's the case, really. So the kids just got yeah, to kind nothing, of fight through yeah, nothing, it. Or underneath 16, correct. Rather, basically. Yeah, underneath 16, they don't have anything uh, studied or approved. Um, same thing for pregnancy. I mean, it hasn't been fully tested. They don't expect there to be any issues with pregnancy, but they can't really um, say it's uh, safe in pregnancy. It's something that it's a choice of the pregnant female if they want to take it or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're not really sure. And I was still early in yeah. this whole process. Correct. But, uh, I mean, the good news is that we we have vaccines coming out. That can, and mm-hmm. I guess now it's just getting people to get, like, uh, I think, Brad, you're saying is education. Yeah, be getting uh, that's yeah. why we wanted to get you on, uh, education, being out, doctors, uh, professionals being out, because otherwise you're not going to get a lot of people that are going to want to get vaccinated. They're going to have to be educated. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing. I, I think maybe this will make some, some difference. Uh, I can tell you that doctors in the hospital and in the community who aren't even on the front line, they're all clamoring for the vaccine. So, you know, okay. your, your educated professionals that, you know, want to stay healthy, they're all trying to get in line for the vaccine. And the, the doctors that are out in the community who don't actually deal with um, patients frontline like the ER doctor, they're requesting, can we just get bumped ahead and can we get the vaccine too? People who know want to get this vaccine so they can be protected against the va- uh, virus. So if that's any indication of how um, people think about the vaccine, that's it. You know, doctors are trying to get it. Right. Right. <laughs> this is a lot of, a lot of people, and I, I'm understanding too, a lot of uh, uh, very, very wealthy people trying to get in front of the line to get that shot. 
because they know. Exactly. Yeah. So if you're under the assumption that there's something in there that's going to, you know, if it's targeting a certain population, you know, everyone's trying to get it right now. So. Any last words, Doc, that or information you'd like to share with the audience before we let you run? Uh, no, I, I think we've uh, covered most of the stuff. But stay protected for yourself and for everyone else, and uh, remain socially distanced until we get this thing eradicated. Uh, strongly consider getting the vaccine. I don't think there's any real contraindication other than age at this point. And um, make sure that if you do have the virus and you are short of breath or you feel like you can't keep medications down, you need to follow up with your doctor. You need to see a doctor in the emergency room. I don't want people avoiding the emergency room because of the fear of COVID. We are there to help, and we do have new medications that can help uh, move the process along rather quickly and painlessly. Well, thanks, Doc. This has been uh, very enlightening. Appreciate you. We'll, this, uh, you know, we're definitely going to have you down the road, or whenever you need to, reach out to us. We'll have you back on the show to provide medical insight to to us, the audience, to let us know so we can be make you know informed decisions, not just for our life, but for our children and for our parents who may be elderly that may not just be informed. So we really do appreciate your time and just uh, being candid and uh, we appreciate you just being out in the front lines. Um, very difficult time. And, uh, man, I can't, uh, words can't express your, uh, you know, us uh, thanking you and, and your team and the nurses, really all the hospitals right now that are going through t- tough times. But, uh, you know, you guys waking up every day and just uh, trying to do what you do, which is to protect and bring people back to, uh, to good health. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, guys. Have a happy Thank new you. year. You do the same. Right. Dr. Chiro, which uh really great uh, professional uh, doctor. He's in the front lines each and every day. Wow, Brad, I tell you, that was some good information. Um, take it and do what you will, but uh, you know, I, I was up in the air about taking the vaccine, and now I'm, I am going to listen to a couple more professionals. There's a there's a there's a, a, a seminar uh, by a doctor that's going to be done here in the next couple of weeks, so I'm going to be on. Uh, Brad, I know um, you know you're considering on taking the vaccine as well. So yep, this Friday. I'm, 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 it's coming yep. up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to be right in line to do that as well. Um, I, I don't think, um, you know, it's there. It's there for us. Yeah. Uh, so think about it. I think we shared a, the doctor was very candid. He shared shared a lot of good information. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a ton of questions. We got questions. I put on social media. So we thank you, the audience, for coming back with a lot of these questions on, hey, what are what are our options? What should we do? What are the concerns? I think the doctor was pretty straightforward and told you, hey, this is where we're at right now from where we were. And he was on. And it was kind of groom, you know, grim, I should say, at that time when we had him on. I mean, it was nobody really knew. Yeah, it was. 
you know, up. what was going on. And he was just like, hey, I mean, it's still, you know, that hasn't changed as far as, hey, social distance, wash your hands, you know, just, you know, keep yourself, yeah, you know, wear your mask. That really hasn't changed. But at least now they have a better handle of what's going on. But we still need to wear our mask and, you know, it's a different way, different way of life. Yeah. You know, people that refuse to wear masks and do the other things that are required, it just puts other people in danger. So I don't know how we walk around here not wearing masks or or just don't care about who we infect. It just doesn't make any sense. I don't understand it. And then you go on social media and you see somebody saying, I should have worn my mask. I mean, this is where you're into this. This is not like it just happened. People have been on social media saying, hey, I've been infected, wear your mask. And for people now to go on and saying, oh, you know, I should have wore it. I mean, they've been saying this ever since it started the pandemic. I don't I don't understand it. it, does, it I mean, you, you, you saw what was going on yesterday. You know, you listen to a president or you watch what he does. How can you? Just... The guy just created chaos, anarchy. Well, he cares about it himself. Yeah. It's always been yeah. that way, Donald Trump. He don't care yeah. about anybody else but himself. And he showed that yesterday. He told people to go in there and create chaos and use force. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. Was he there? Absolutely not. He wasn't going to be there. But mm-hmm. it's, I don't get my way. I'll, I'll take my way. I'll make it happen. And that's what basically he was trying to do yesterday. And all those people need to be hung. They need to be prosecuted to the full extent of the law. If it was black people, colored people, we've been shot on sight. We've never made it in time. Shot on sight. Yeah. Been yeah. a mass murder. Right on the steps. It was there. like a dream. It was, it was like a dream. Uh, these like guys that invited him in. Some of those security guys, cops guys, just let him walk know. right in. So like what a you know it was black guy, black people who have been shot man we didn't never got close but that's they, the they thinking on the same off. agenda line they thinking on the same agenda line because people are people yeah, it's and, crazy uh, it's crazy uh, you got that uniform on you you have a duty to mm-hmm. to protect you know and serve just like anything else you know, no matter what you job. believe in yeah no matter what right, color Superman you put your you put your uniform on. You're supposed to be Superman. Because I was listening to one of the the uh, ladies' interview, and she said she has a lot of respect for the DC uh, police. And she said up until yesterday, because when she comes to work, you know she knows those guys are gonna uh, protect and serve them while they're at work. But she saw what happened yesterday. She said she has no respect for them to do what they did, because. They put her life in jeopardy, and she never felt that way until yesterday. And it's on video. You know, people was filming it, so there's no excuse for what they did. You know? Nothing at all. Then double standard was put right in your face. If you're a black person, you've been known this is old news. This is a white person. Uh, you you can't say anything, right? Mm-hmm. Can't say anything about Colin Kaepernick, which is a little side note. I'm taking the knee. Mm-hmm. But Donald Trump spun it the way he wanted to say that he's disrespecting the military. 
right? No, he wasn't disrespecting the military. He was talking about protesting, you know, unfair people of color being killed, being pulled yeah, over, being just harassed. Mm-hmm. And this is just goes just to prove that there's a double standard. And that was mm-hmm. showcased yesterday, live front and center for the world to see how mm-hmm. racial it's we embarrassing. are. It's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah. It's Double standard. Even those ra- those racist elected officials, not all of them, they couldn't mm-hmm. even they couldn't even uh, say any words to uh, except the one. I saw one guy today. Oh well, adults. No, no, it wasn't adults. You had the president up there inciting people to do it. And uh, that was the big thing. He's inciting. You got 13 days left for this guy in office. He incited them to storm the Capitol, which they did. That's not okay. No. Right? Turn against your own country. That's what he did. He turned against his own country. He's supposed to be the president. He's supposed to lead by example. So what? You lost the presidency. But he knows he's going to go to jail. He don't yeah. care. Yeah. They're gonna be after him. And this is what yeah. goes on. So That was sickening. That was very sickening to see that and to know that. It's happened. crazy. Yeah. Live and yeah. up front for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but um what do you got there, Brett? You got any shout outs or anything yeah, uh before we sign off? Special birthday. Just a little special birthday shout out, you know, for the new year, Miss Rosie. I want to give you a special shout out tonight on the LC and Jack radio show. And until next time, man, I'm looking forward to a new and exciting year. You know, it's been rough. Uh, we made it through 2020, and uh, I'm looking forward to 2021, man. You know, it, it just I'm just keeping my head up you know, and, and looking forward to the future. That's about it. I hear that. Yeah, I tell you, uh, God's been great. We've been able to make it through, as they say, but there's still a long way to go. So until then, make sure you do social distance, wear your mask, and wash your hands. That's still the best way to protect yourself. And, you know, whether or not you believe in a higher power, you know, just be be positive. Say your prayers. And just look forward to the next day. And hey, seriously, consider the vaccine. Yes, sir. That's basically, uh, I mean, those are the things that are going to kind of help us kind of get through this. Um, and that's that's about it until until uh, we see each other next. We we hope and pray everyone stays in good health. For those who have passed, my condolences to all those those people. And families that have lost loved ones uh, All we could say is Please pass the information on to others That this is real And to protect yourself Because unfortunately we still have A lot of people out there that don't think They can die Most people do not die from this virus But unfortunately It's like You don't know You just You might be the one That dies from this virus don't know. You can be in great health and still die from the virus. So do what you can. And hopefully next week we'll both be on 
talk to you, our audience. Till uh, till then, stay safe, social distance, stay sound. God bless. Peace.